Welcome to the game of crowdfunding draft pick edition. What? Oh, and, and on top of that, it's, we're recording Tuesday, April 1st, 2014, but this is no joke. We are back. I'm Jeff King and with me as always is Sarah Reed. Yes. We're back. We are. And we said we would try not to be away unless it was a physical issue. It has been a physical issue pretty yes. much the entire time, unfortunately. Anybody that's been following along on All Us Geeks, we unfortunately, uh, on our end, and it's all me. It's not Sarah. It's all me. So send the hate mail to me. <laughs> but we've had funerals and forced moves and illness and all kinds of wonderful things. The very last time we were going to record and we were all hyped to record, I lost my voice because I'd been sick. And so here we are, April 1st. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> not so funny. <laughs> no. But we are not going to go through previous stuff because some of that is ancient history pretty much at this point, <laughs> especially in the Kickstarter realm. Yes. That's already in the history books and people are studying it for the future. <laughs> uh, but we did put our totals out on the website. And as of right now, Sarah is leading for season Ooh. three. I'm awesome. I guess. <laughs> yeah, a pretty healthy lead too. So yes. yeah, this will be uh, in interesting to see how this continues on. Apparently I, I'm getting rusty at this or you're uh, learning the game quick. I, I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> <laughs> but to start us off, since we're back and again, no joke here, Sarah, no we've got oh. a sponsor <gasps> and two sponsored shout outs. Oh, that's awesome. And it's a combination of two things that were previously on Kickstarter mm -hmm. and are kind of going into regular distribution now and one thing that's on Kickstarter right now. That's great. So our sponsor for this episode of the Draft Picks is Trip West Games, and they have a game called Ars Victor, which was a previously successful Kickstarter. Now, have you uh, heard of this one at all? I have. I don't know much about it, but I have heard of it. Do you get a chance to play many war games, or do you play war games very much? No, not big on the war game yeah. side. See, I'm not, I haven't played a lot of war games myself, but this one does intrigue me. And, uh, sometime here in the future, actually, uh, I think right before it actually goes into retail distribution, uh, they want us to take a look at it and review it, and we were happy to do that. Nice. But, Right now, what's going on with it is it's up for pre-order. They've got a bunch of uh, uh, ones coming in from the Kickstarter. They had extra, and it's up for a pre-order right now. There's a limited number. But the thing that's kind of cool about it that we kind of liked is that it's, uh, it's a two-player kind of head-to-head tactical type game. Yeah. But it it's a war game that plays in an hour or less. Which, wow. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's supposed to be a new player war game friendly. So, hey, great introduction game. Yeah. So we're going to put that to the test when we finally get to review it because Jordan enjoys war games. And of course, I'm kind of new to the war game side. So we're going to put that to the test. But I got to say, I, I'm pretty uh, positive. I have a positive feeling about it just because uh, our friend Tox over at Crits Happen has reviewed mm -hmm. this. He gave it a pretty glowing review. Father Geek has checked it out. It actually, I think it might have been prior to the seal of approval. But if you actually go to Father Geek and, and search for ours, Victor, you'll see that all three groups actually gave it the approval. So oh, good. Uh, kid geeks, parent geeks, and gamer geeks over there. 
That's amazing. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty stoked to actually get a chance to check this out. You know, it's got a modular board. The army building system is kind of cool to me in the fact that uh, you've got so many. I I want they're either called honor points or glory points. I think each side has like eighty. You build your army out of that. And whatever you have left over is how many points you have to lose during the game. So you can build a huge army, but you're going to be close to losing. You know, you you Mm -hmm. might, if if you put yourself down to 10, 20 points, that's all you have to lose. Or you can try to build a small army and have a lot of points and see how your small army goes. So all of that stuff is kind of cool, I I think. I'm kind of looking forward to when we get a chance to review this one. But uh, if you go over to arsvictor.com and, of course, show notes... The link will always be in the show notes. <laughs> if you actually, like I said, there's a limited number. I think uh, last time I checked, it was just under 1,500 copies that they were uh, doing the pre-order system for. And if you get it during the pre-order, you get the base game plus an, the expansion, uh, 60 extra pieces, and a new faction to go in there. So all of that stuff will not be available or will be separate if you buy it after the pre-order. So nice. Go check those out. And again, thank you very much to Trip West Games for sponsoring the uh, draft pick episode. And again, arsvictor.com. And of course, like I said, we have a couple sponsored shout outs. And uh, one of these is very familiar, not only uh, to all us geeks, but they've uh, sponsored a previous draft pick edition again. And that would be Broken Prism Games. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, Broken Prism Games, thank you very much for joining us for this. They had a previous Kickstarter game that was called Host, and that is available on the Game Crafter now. Uh, but go check out Broken Prism Games over at brokenprismgames.com. They've been uh, great about supporting all us geeks, so I'm uh, happy to have them on board again. And then we have our project that is on Kickstarter right now, which is one that neither Sarah and I can pick anyway. And you want to know why, Sarah? Uh, timing? <laughs> nope. It's an funding. It's an independent video game. A video game? Yes. So, uh, it's called, uh, Cosmocoria and it's on Kickstarter right now. And you can go check that out. And you can also, uh, check them out at Cosmocoria.com and that's C O S M O C H O R I A.com. And of course, uh, we'll put it in the show notes as well. Oh, they've also took out a website ad on the All Us Geeks uh, main site. So if you go over nice. there, you can click over to the Kickstarter as well. But uh, So you can do it that way or through the show notes. But we thought we'd give them a shout out as well. And like I said, they, they sponsored a shout out. And uh, they also said uh, that we do great work and they uh, thank us for what we provide. Awesome. There you go. A sponsor Yay. and two sponsor shout outs. Not bad. For uh, our first first uh, episode back. Oh, definitely. But you know what? That's not the only reason we're gathered here, is it, Sarah? No, it's not. Well, that is a lot of fun. We have a game to play. That's right. We have a game to play. Now, you know what? I It's been a little while, and depending on where people come in, uh, I have had, I, I think we even had one of the uh, last or last two episodes. It was somebody that got picked in our draft picks and their feed, their comment was, I don't know what these draft picks are about, but thank you for picking me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should explain the rules once again and why we're doing this. It's been a little while since we've done that. Sure has. Would you like me to go or would you like to give it a shot? Uh, let me try. So we do draft picks. Independently, we look over Kickstarter, see what projects are doing well or haven't funded yet that 
are interesting to us and that we would like to support. And we each make a list of these projects. And then when it actually comes to recording, one of us will go first and pick one of the projects. And then the other person will pick a different project, well, unless they've picked the same one, to match up against it. And then we will eventually score these two projects against each other based on percentage overfunded, the amount that was funded, and the total number of backers. And so Jeff and I will score points based on that. We will pick about five projects if we can find that many. Um, We'll do fewer if there aren't as many projects uh, out there at the time. The rules for picking a project that makes it qualified is it has to be launched within 14 days of recording and or still have 20 days left. And of course, it has to be unfunded because our main goal here is to help promote these Kickstarter projects and help them succeed. And of course, we also have the wonderful franchise pick. Ah, yes. The franchise pick, like Sarah said, is if we've picked a project and we've both picked it, it gets matched up against itself and basically nobody scores points. We just get to talk about it for uh, a little bit, follow it until it uh, it uh, succeeds or, or is unsuccessful. Of course, we hope everything we pick is mm-hmm. successful, but we just follow it and nobody gets the points. But each of us, once per recording, gets to do a what's called a franchise pick. And we have to um, basically say that we're doing something as our franchise pick before we say the name of the project. So basically, it's when you go first, I would say something like, I'm, I'm choosing my franchise pick. And then I name the project. If Sarah happens to have picked that same project, it still gets matched up against itself. But the person that chose it as a franchise pick will actually get the points for it as long as it successfully funds. Nobody ever scores points on this unless a project successfully funds. For instance, if a project that I pick was only going for $5,000 and it funded and let's say made $6,000, but Sarah picked a project that made, you know, that was looking for $20,000 but made $10,000, it was unsuccessful. So she would not get the points for more money because right. it wasn't successful. It has to at least reach its funding goal uh, before points can be scored. So that kind of, you know, talks about the, the franchise pick. Basically, we kind of consider this fantasy football league style draft picks. So this is a fantasy football league for Kickstarter projects. And uh, so far, people have seemed to enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and, and uh, we are going to continue this. Now, a season lasts about six months is what we've been going with. So uh, this season is going until June, so I've got a little bit of time to try to catch up. So <laughs> while I'm trying to catch up, let's get to our matches, shall we? Yes. Our uh, resident history uh, person of what we've done and haven't done made sure to let me know before we started recording that it is my turn for a franchise, or I'm sorry, my turn to go first, which is usually when you lead off with your franchise pick. (laughs) Yes, you want to make sure you get it. (laughs) Yes. You know, I'll just go with my franchise pick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Heavy steam. All right, it's all yours. All right, so Sarah did not pick that one, I'm assuming. I did not like. pick that one. All right, so there I kind of wasted my franchise pick mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, but you know what? Heavy Steam is from Greenbrier Games, which that may be ringing a bell for anybody or fuzzy in the back of your mind. This would be the people that made the Zpocalypse game. And Heavy Steam is a steampunk-themed strategy and resource management game 
that uses mechs called Steam Titans in a miniatures-based combat. I kind of picked this because Greenbrier has got a bit of, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they've been on Kickstarter for a while. The Zpocalypse did very well. Uh, there was some expansion-y type packs for it as well that did fairly well as, as well. So even though there's a couple things that uh, are may, maybe outside of my wheelhouse, uh, I like the steampunk theme strat. I like it that there's some resource management in it. And of course, you know, mechs combined with the miniature stuff, even though I'm not much of a miniatures player myself. I will also caveat this for you real quick, Sarah, in case some of my numbers sound a little weird to you, if any of these are, are ones you've researched as well. Okay. I picked all of mine this afternoon on a break, so I haven't had oh. a chance to go back and, and re-update my numbers to right before we recorded. Okay. So just in case something, and, and you can call me on that too, if something has, I don't think any of these are, uh, are potentially close to funding. So uh, I doubt <laughs> something funded before I should have repicked. No, at least not for heavy steam. Yeah, heavy steam, when I took a look at it, was like 29%. Uh, they're looking for $55,000. They were at $16,455 with 164 backers. It's going until May 13th. And $75 will get you the game. Now that's, uh, you know, some people, well, $75. But again, you got to remember this is a miniature style game as well. So you get lots of cool minis along with it. Like I said, those nice mechs of steam titans and all of that goodness. All right. So I guess you gotta, you gotta pick something. I do. Now this will be interesting. Yes, this will. I'm going to go with foretold rise of a god. No, I got it. Dang it. <laughs> I debated that one, too, for my... Okay, so that'll be another matchup later. Okay, dang it. All right, let's try Sakura the Board Game. I do not have that one. Okay, Sakura the Board Game sounds really interesting to me because it, at least what it says, it's a lightning fast, so under 30-minute board game, where you're actually building the map, you're managing your resources, and you're raising your army trying to conquer in feudal Japan. And thematically, that just sounds like a lot of fun. And it's a very strategic game of uh, resources, recruiting armies, attacking other people. You've got a lot of the modular map building. And then, like I said, the high thematics of the Japanese culture set in that historical time. So this one just really sounded very interesting to me. Detail-wise, they are looking for 25000 They're at 16344 with 227 backers. And they will end April 28th, 2014. You know what? How about you go ahead just to make sure that you potentially get your franchise pick in and we'll make a foretold uh, the third one. Okay, that sounds good. So for my franchise pick, I'm going with the Lost Lands, the Lost City of Baracus. I did not pick that. Wow, we... <laughs> <laughs> Both kind of wasted our uh, franchise picks, but that's okay. This one, I've been getting a lot more interested in role-playing games recently. I, uh, getting the fake core books and reading them over and my role-playing group has, I don't know, kind of renewed interest. We actually have two games going now, which is like unheard of. So I've been interested in a lot of other role-playing uh, systems and seeing what's out there. And this one I've never heard of, but apparently it's award-winning. It got a gold any for best adventure in 2004. It's being revised, expanded, and updated. And this is not the first first book in this world that Frog God Games is doing, but it looks like a really exciting adventure 
And they're actually going to be producing two books, one for Pathfinder and one for Swords and Wizardry. Too bad not for Fate. I'd be all over that. <laughs> but it, it looks just like a fantastic fantasy setting. It gives you all the things you need for doing a campaign and or an adventure. So you got all the city locations, all the NPCs. It just looks very well done. The artwork is fantastic. Of course, it helps that this is a reprint that's being revised and expanded. So they're looking for 15000 they're already at 13,584. They're at 186 backers. It will end May 4th, so they've got quite a ways to go, but it looks like they've got a lot of content going on too. Clash, Dawn of Steam. In each game of Clash, Dawn of Steam, the players will either fight to tear a location to shreds one piece at a time or stand up to protect it. So this is a, basically it seems like it's going to be like a two-player asymmetrical card game. Kind of think along the lines of Netrunner, but kind of more of a fantasy style setting. The artwork is absolutely beautiful on it so far, uh, from what I've seen. But this is going to be more of a, it's it's got the some deck building elements in that. You, I mean, again, thinking Netrunner where you can kind of build your own decks um, out of the cards that are included, and it is not random boosters. Uh, so you do get everything you need in a set to play it. So. This is one that I'll be doing a preview video for at some point. Haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. Sitting right here actually looking over the rules now because once I think I get back from uh, our weekend away uh, to hang out with Anime Don, uh, I think I'm going to start full bore videos, and, and this is one of the uh, early ones I'll be doing. So I I like it. I, I like what it, it looks like so far. Haven't gotten hard into the gameplay yet, but when I looked, it was like 9%. They're looking for 18,500. They were at 2,325 with 52 backers. Ends May 1st, and $40 can get you a two-player set for the game. They're, they're two different two-player packs, so you can get $40. You can choose, which I think, which one you want, and then, of course, there's a Another pledge level where you can get them both. So then we said our third would be Foretold Rise yep. of a God. You want to yep. go ahead and uh, discuss that? Sure. One? Foretold, it's a turn based strategy game where you're, it's got some deck building and then a lot of the com- combative dice. Um, so you are trying to build your temple. You're trying to get followers, uh, so you can get money and you can fight in combat. So you're trying to buy powerful relics that help you out. And it just really looks like a lot of fun, a really head to head. It is two for two to four players. So that is also really nice. And it's just, there's, um, a lot of different strategies on how you play with things. There's also something called a fate deck, which are kind of like spells. It looks like that can affect, uh, the game as well. They're looking for 25,000. They're at 16,747 with 166 backers. And they will end April 20th. And uh, last I checked, I don't know if it still is, but there were still some early birds left for 45. Otherwise, 50 would get you the game. This one was really interesting. Like, uh, this one kind of sucked me in to, to look at it. Mm-hmm. One of the events that have kind of kept Sarah and I from recording is the fact that we had to move rather quickly and, and uh, we were still setting up Internet on our recording day. So uh, the reason I mention that is because uh, some of my backing, is, of course, now that we have a house, uh, <laughs> I might have to back off on some of that. So this is one that looked very interesting to me. And I saw I really wish there was more time left on this one. 
Mm-hmm. Simply from the fact that I did see that people in the comment section were asking them to get established reviews. Uh, right. And I would love to help that this one out if that is part of the issue that why they haven't funded yet. Cause this one barely qualified for us to pick. And it was, yeah. there was the qualification of its launch within the last two weeks. It has like 19 days left, right? I believe yeah. it was. I mean, it's not doing bad. It's, it's like 65, 66%, something like that now. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it may have stalled, and part of that, at least some of the backers are kind of contributing to the fact that they don't have a lot on on the review side. Right. But yeah. definitely go check it out. And then, oh yeah, definitely. Which is one of the reasons why we mention it here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as of recording, there are still early bird slots. I'm looking at twenty two. So forty five dollars looks like a great price for this kind of game. All right, so technically this would be your turn to pick first since third would have been my pick. Okay, so I am going to pick the big time. You got it. I thought about it, but I didn't add it just because I thought it was something that definitely you would pick. One of us would pick. Of course, Mm -hmm. one of these times it's going to be one of those deals, right? Like, oh, no, the other person will pick that. neither, (laughs) Neither of us will. Probably. Hopefully not. <laughs> probably one of these days. But the big time just really calls out to me because I have a theater background and I really am a love of mine that I unfortunately can't do very often. So I always enjoy seeing it in games or in other avenues. So in this one is also really interesting because it's set in the golden age of vaudeville in the, you know, early 19 or 1905 to 1915 in Chicago. And it, it just looks like a lot of fun. You're trying to make your theater the best and most spectacular by having the, you know, a diverse ro- a roster of acts and getting people to come into your theater. And uh, the artwork on it is just, uh, it's fun. And it has a lot of historical, you know, accuracy. I mean, probably not in the way things are paired up because you bring different people to your theater. But there's, you know, W.C. Fields and other acts and things that were very popular at the time. And also it looks like it's just a very fun light game. It's two to four players, which is an always it's always a good range and 45 minutes long, so it's not a very long game. They are looking for 10,000. They're currently at 3,963 with 71 backers and they will be going till April 24th. And it's one of the simplest. I mean, Game Salute tends to keep their project simple. There's one pledge level and it's $45. And it just depends on where you are in the world with how much you add for shipping. Let me try this. And this one, I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure if if you would have picked it or not. I have a feeling maybe. Okay. Little Dungeon Turtle Rock? Nope, didn't pick that one. Oh, all right. So uh, it's a dungeon crawl for all. A card game of swords, monsters, and loot. Adventurers as young as five and seasoned warriors are all welcome. This, it's just, it's a very cute looking card game. With again the uh, dungeon exploration, dun- you know the dungeon crawl, as it said, theme on it, and it is definitely something that you can play with a, a younger crowd. I just like the look of it all overall. The artwork looks pretty cool. So this is a a cool little one that, that I thought we'd uh, I'd add to the list. Yeah, it does look very cute. <laughs> yeah, it, that's why I was wondering. I, I wasn't sure if uh, the if the cute shiny would have pulled you in. <laughs> no, I wasn't quite attracted to this cute shiny, but I'm glad you picked it because it was one of the ones I was considering. <laughs> so it was, uh, when I got to check it, it was 35%. They were looking for $8,500. Uh, they were at 3014 127 backers. 
It goes until April 25th, and $15, just $15, can get you this cute little game. That's awesome. The last pick, Stay Away. I didn't pick that one. All right. Escape Studios. I had to pick it. Why? Okay. A fast-paced, cooperative, and competitive party game inspired by Lovecraft Cthulhu Myth. Ah. From today, the thing is closer than expected. Six to 12 players. Plays in about a half hour. Uh, it's Cthulhu. Had to, had to be there. Cooperative and competitive party game is interesting. Six to 12 players. You know, I want to, I want to back this, even though I have a hard time getting six people around a table <laughs> these days, but, uh, I just, I, I like, I like the look of it. I, I like what's going on with it. Uh, when I got to check it, it was at 12%. They're looking for 8,000, uh, and they were at 1,053, had, uh, 30 backers. Goes till May 4th. There were some early birds left at $25. Otherwise, $30 will get you the game. Nice. I'm going with Bellwether, the School of Wizards. And I like this one. It really interests me. It's not your just typical two or three wizards fighting each other. You're actually trying to rebuild Bellwether, which is the School of Wizards. It was destroyed. And now everybody's trying to rebuild it. So you, each day you have to meditate and you have to grow your abilities. You have to study and learn new spells, but you're also, there's still a lot of creatures out there. So you have to go hunt them. And then you also then use your magic to restore the world around you. So the interesting thing is it sounds to me like this would be a cooperative game, but as far as I can tell, it's, it's still competitive. So that's one of the aspects that I think is kind of interesting to me on it and the game you know is 42 dollars, which seems to be a pretty good price for it it's a very large uh card game and there's some boards to it as well they're looking for 2000 which is pretty low they're already at 1283 with 33 backers and they're going to april 24th and i just really like the look of this it's uh it's one of the independents uh mark hanny i've seen some of the other projects he's done like ufo hunter and superpowers and argosy and so i think it's just really cool he keeps coming out with these new games and he's relatively successful for a, an independent uh designer and just wanted to throw some love towards this game which looks really cool nice yeah. All right. Well, there's our main picks. But before yep. we let you go, Sarah, would you like to give us some shout outs? Yes. Since we haven't recorded in a little while, there were a, a couple of them that I'd like to give shout outs to because either I can't pick them because they either have funded or I can't pick them because they're too they don't fit our criteria, even though they haven't been funded. So first of all is Creative Clash. They have funded. But they, you know, they're still looking for more to try to improve the game. And I really like this one because it's a very creative game, as the name implies. So you're trying to actually lead your creative agency to victory. It's a very funny card game. And basically you're battling your friends for whoever has the biggest ego. And it's, it's just really funny. You don't, you know, don't take it seriously in any sense of it to get the game. It's $25. So it's, it's, very affordable and it goes until April 22nd. So you've still got some time to get in on that if that sounds uh, like fun. And then one project that is very close to me because it's trying to help make board games more accessible to those who are blind or visually impaired. There's a project called Board Games Now Blind Accessible. 
and they have funded and they do have a small tactile game in there, but the focus of it is to help them buy an embosser so they can make braille stickers that can be put on clear sleeves and then you can put cards in the sleeves and that way they can be, you can play a game with both vision, uh, you know, people can see and people who can't see because the braille will not interfere with reading the cards. And my husband being legally blind, he's, you know, mostly can't see, but he can still see some. This is a big thing for us because right now we can only play card games when we're at home so he can use his closed circuit television to zoom in on the cards. But if we had these sleeves, we could actually take these card games to game shops and conventions and he'd be able to play out in other gathering settings. And I think this is just a great step in the right direction to make board games accessible to everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you – well, I knew you would bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was on my list uh, too as well. For it's, it's definitely a really good project to go check out and uh, give yeah. a little love to because, you know, it's – it's one of those things that a lot of people take for granted. Mm-hmm. We sit around and we play games and, and we have that luxury and not everybody does. And if we can, and if we can spread that love even more, uh, through something as simple as this, then why not? And I also kind of appreciate the fact that 64 ounce games, I know, is looking, uh, to, start publishing their own games, mm-hmm. but they chose to make this their first project. And I think that's just amazing that they would set aside their own personal goals as designers and as a company and say, yeah, we have games we want to produce, but you know what? This project is more important. And that's just, I don't know, it just, it's amazing to me. And it's also been amazing at how many publishers have got on board with this project. And I just, I really hope this is the beginning of something larger and this is not just the end. But even if it is, it's still something because right now there's so many people out there who are still, they if they're, you know, visually impaired or blind, they only could play Monopoly or or Scrabble, which at least is Scrabble. But there's so many things that they can't play because only really old games are being made accessible and they're not cheap when they are being made accessible. And the the other nice thing is, you know, the, the main project is for the stickers, like you said, uh, mm-hmm. for, for they're focusing in on card games because you got to start somewhere. And, right. and this was the easiest place for them to start. But one of the things that I also like is if we can give them enough support, if we can give them enough love, eventually the stretch goals reach up to where they start working on dice for games like yes. uh, King of Tokyo and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So they are looking ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. but again, it's, you know, the, the low hanging fruit, if you will, and, and things that the least amount of money that they need to make certain games accessible is what they're going for. But they do have their sights on other things. So the more we help them out, the faster and uh, more they can look into. Yep. There's just so much that can be done here. And if anybody could just even spread the word, that's just, it's an awesome thing. So two more. And these two projects, I am really sad to see that they haven't funded yet. And I can only imagine because in March, so many new projects came out that everybody's budget was stretched thin, but Pay Dirt, which is designed by Tori Neiman, who did Alien Frontiers, it hasn't funded yet. They're looking for 35000 and they're only at 24504 So they still need, uh, you know, about 10000 more, and uh, they only have nine days. It's going to end on April 10th. So hopefully, if you are listening to this right when it comes out, check this out, because this just looks like a fantastic game. It's done by Crash Games, who I've gotten their previous games, and he does a great job, you know, every single time. 
And uh, he's even done a money back guarantee for this game. So that's one definitely check out. And the other one is Worker Placement. Um, it's a strategy board game. It's a worker placement game called Worker Placement. <laughs> and I just love the concept of that. And it's uh, being done by Discami Publishing. It is a Euro style worker placement where you are trying to run a temp agency and getting temp workers. They're looking for 10000 which is not a very high goal. But they've been stuck around $7,000 for quite a while now, at least over a week. And they will also, I think, yep, they also end April 10th. So if you could check out Worker Placement or Pay Dirt, because both those games are really solid games. I can only imagine because they're on the higher end. Worker Placement is 40 for the base game and Pay Dirt's 50. So they are on the higher end, but they look like they're fantastic games. All right. I've got, usually I try to avoid this, but in this case, I have a future shout out. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you, here's why. Uh, it's only going to run for 16 days. So there's no way in heck that you and I are really ever going to be able to pick it anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to launch April 8th and it's from Gray Gnome Games, uh, mm-hmm. which, uh, Jason Glover and, and I've, talked with Jason Glover. I've talked about Jason Glover quite a mm-hmm. bit. So it's, uh, not a new game, not a new name. If you're, uh, if you're, uh, listen to all us geeks at all, but it's dig down dwarf. It's going to launch, uh, April 8th. It's, uh, going to go 16 days. So 16 for 16, it's going to be a $16 game and it's only going to run for 16 days. Wow. Now, if that sounds familiar, that's because that is the winner of the Game Crafter contest that All Us Geeks and Father Geek sponsored. So that was the game that Cyrus and I uh, chose as our number one pick of the uh, top seven. And Jason has since done a lot of tweaking, a lot of play testing, and of course, uh, adding to it now, now that he no longer had, you know, some of the constraints we put on the contest. Mm-hmm. And it looks it's it's a beautiful game. It was a beautiful game when we had it, and it looks like he's put a lot more work into it now. So April 8th, Dig Down Dwarf from Grey Gnome Games will be launching, and that is going to be extremely successful uh, oh, yeah. and only 16 days. So there's no way Sarah and I are going to be able to yeah. uh, talk about that here on the podcast. It's just too short, but... Um... Not yeah, only it that, it'll, awesome. it'll fun like crazy. Yeah, no worries there. <laughs> but, uh, it's, but it's, yeah. it's my boy. Yeah, Jason, definitely. Jason's, could... Jason's a good guy, and like I said, I, I, I consider him a machine because the man <laughs> will not leave my wallet alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All there right. you go. We are back. Yes. I know. We, we've said it before. We we mean it. We it, do. We mm-hmm. really do. It's it, it, it literally is physical things that have been keeping us away here and and hopefully a lot of that's behind us it's been a rough 2014 but it looks to be a great 2014 moving ahead and uh, we're starting it off here with these picks so thanks for hanging out with us thanks for letting us wax poetically about these (laughs) games that uh, we have found on kickstarter and enjoyed so i'm jeff king and i'm sarah reed All right, so go on out there, check out some of these projects and maybe some others that you find, and pick yourself a winner. Yeah. 